Hello, hello. I hope that you're having an exceptional day, an exceptional week. I'm really hopeful for this week because I'm not going to lie. Last week was a little bit cray cray over here. (laughs) You know, like it was full of ups and downs. My daughter turned two. It was such a beautiful party just to see the joy on her face and the happiness was amazing. And then things took a turn later in the week. And (laughs) I had an asthma attack. And that was my first time having an asthma attack in literally 15 years. And the crazy thing is I actually woke up to it at 4.30 in the morning out of a dead sleep, which that's never happened to me. And I've had childhood asthma all my life up until, like I said, about 15 years ago. So this was definitely a first, and I hope it was the last. But I have been trying to hop on and record an intro to today's interview that I have set up with health and wellness coach Barbara Diaz de Leon, because this interview, I think, has a lot of important lessons. And due to the craziness of last week, I wasn't able to. Believe me, I tried. I can't even tell you how many intros I've recorded and then just to delete them because I sounded out of breath, whatever, you name it, it wasn't going my way. (laughs) So hopefully this intro is going to be the last, right? So I digress. Let's dive into why I wanted to record this intro before the interview. There are three reasons. Number one, Barbara and I talk a lot about her journey. And part of her journey, she was burned out and she experienced quite a bit of health issues. And I know for so many of you that are either burned out or very much consider yourself stressed out, you're probably in some way, shape, or form experiencing to a degree what Barbara did, what I talk about on my journey that I did. But the fact of the matter is, is that when we're in a state of continuous stress, it has the ability to impact us mentally, our mental faculties, such as how productive you are, how efficient you are, your ability to pay attention to details, right? You forgetting things like our mental faculties can be ultimately impacted by that and our physical health. And truly, every person is different and therefore it's going to show up in different ways. For some of you, it might show up in only one area, And for others of you, it might show up in two or all of these areas, right? And that's where when it comes to being continuously stressed out, I think most of us were so busy in our own world that we don't take the time to think, oh, wow, this health issue or this issue that I'm experiencing, it might be due to the fact that I'm really stressed out and I've been stressed out for a long time. So I really wanted to kind of highlight that part of the conversation that Barbara and I go into detail on. And like I said, it can impact you on one or two or all of those areas, right? So I encourage you to really assess what that looks like for your life because 
maybe that's you. Maybe you're going to really resonate with Barbara's story or with my burnout journey, right? And the issues that I had to go through. But one thing too that I wanted to highlight is that Barbara and I really talk about the fact that who knows what happened first, right? Maybe the continuous stress created the health problem or it could be like when I talked about my asthma, right? My asthma was dormant for 15 years and then all of a sudden something in the air, allergies, whatever, who the heck knows? (laughs) I wish I knew, um, has reactivated it. It's no longer dormant. So, It's important to know that stress can do that. It can reactivate or it can activate health issues that you never knew that you had. So it's important to know that stress can really activate these things. So I wanted to point that piece out. The second piece that I wanted to point out is that throughout Barbara's journey, she takes us through the years that go by. She takes us through her health journey. And it's amazing how her persistence has paid off and ultimately her going through this process has led her to where she is today. So for those of you that are in the middle of a struggle right now, I want to encourage you with this story that Barbara has shared with us how she literally went from painful, scary experience to finding her purpose and it has led her to her happiest, her healthiest, and most content because now she's helping others that are going through things that she's gone through. So I really wanted to just touch on that theme that I know it might be difficult for you right now with whatever you're going through, but through it all, there is a silver lining. And maybe you are meant to go through what you're currently experiencing in order for you to get to the next step in your life, in order for you to step into the life that you've always wanted. So I just wanted to point those things out. And without further ado, I'm going to let Barbara take it over and get this interview started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's podcast. I am super excited because we have a guest. We have Barbara De Leon with us. And she is a health coach, the owner of the Daily Wellness for Health Coaching. And I'm sorry, I accidentally didn't say the full name correctly, Barbara Diaz de Leon. So forgive me, Barbara, but welcome. Thank you. Thank you. It's so good to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. So I'm really excited because we are going to dive into your burnout journey and really what led you into health coaching. And I'm really excited to chat about it. But before we do, I want to introduce you so that the audience can have more of an understanding for who you are and what you do. So I'm going to dive into that. Barbara is a double certified health coach and received her health coaching certifications through the Primal Health Coach Institute and the Institute of Transformational Nutrition. Her background also includes being a registered nurse. She is the founder of the Daily Wellness for You and Primal and Pink Wellness Group. 
She had her own remarkable body and mind transformation that occurred in her 50s, and she is passionate to help other women do the same. Barbara's coaching practice is dedicated to helping women to lose weight, regain energy, and to start living life again. Her clients are shown how to incorporate simple nutrition, exercise, lifestyle, and mindset practices that are sustainable to provide you the long lasting results. And I am excited, you know, because we're going to talk all about that because you went from being completely burned out and experiencing a whole bunch of health situations that have kept popping up. And that's what led you here. So I'm going to give the floor over to you, Barbara, and I'm going to have you just start us off with where did the journey begin and go from there? Sure. Yeah. It it was a long journey, unfortunately. And so one of my missions as a health coach is to shorten that (laughs) journey for others, you know, absolutely. But everything started in my early thirties and I was working in a corporate job and I had, you know, started to get very tired all the time. And um, I'm just like, what, it just didn't feel normal. And I was only in my thirties and doctors would say, your thyroid is fine. Everything's fine. They were just doing some like, um, not really deep diving into the testing that I needed and just saying, well, you know, get, get more rest. You're getting older, you know, and then, you know, you need to um, reduce your stress and you know, without giving any direction on, you know, what to do and how to do that. And then uh, meanwhile, while that was happening, I had on the side, no boundaries at work. I was working all the time. And so I was, that was my beginning of my road to burnout. So it's sort of like chicken and the egg. I don't know if I got really ill from the working too hard or if the working too hard led to it, but neither is good, <laughs> you know, like the one right. made the other one worse, you know, for sure. And then that tiredness in my mid thirties actually led to having fertility problems. And eventually I had a hysterectomy in my thirties. And so that was a huge emotional roller coaster to go through with my husband. We got married a, a bit later in our thirties, but there was still time to have children. And, and anyway, that whole plan had changed. Meanwhile, I'm not getting any answers and I'm working, you know, constantly with no boundaries at work, you know, not saying no, being a people pleaser. Um, and of course, a lot of corporations run very lean now, you know, it's yeah. you know, a little bit of staff they can have that was even well before all this virus business. So it's always been like that you know, and I get it, you know, it's the, the bottom line. And, um, and so I just, I kept on getting more and more tired. And like I said, I got, I ended up with a hysterectomy, which, you know, definitely was not a welcome procedure at all. And eventually I ran into a, um, I was so desperate for help that uh, there was something, a nutrition event seminar going on in my area. And I thought, well, let me attend that because maybe it's something I'm eating. Um, I was doing a vegetarian diet. I was probably vegan more than half the time because I'd always strive to be vegan. And that, that just wasn't working for me, you know, at all. But I didn't know that because, um, you know, just you hear it's good and, and I needed a different plan. So I went to this event, this nutrition event, and it was called Delete the Wheat. And I had no idea what I was walking into. And it was actually being run by Dr. Um, William Davis, the one, the author of um, Wheat Belly. His uh, dietitian at the time was running it, and it was all about paleo and going gluten free and all this stuff. I'm like, what? No way! I was ready to walk out, <laughs> you know. But I thought, let me give it a go. That was my entry into, you know, the first step into, you know, figuring out what was wrong. And so I reluctantly bought some uh, ground beef and made some uh, taco salads that night. And actually, it went really well, and I felt fine, and I was able to digest it fine and all of that. But I mean, I wasn't like miraculously feeling better, but it opened my eyes that 
maybe there's a better better way. And the registered dietitian there wrote was very convincing about you know some science behind that, and um, and she was calling out a lot of the symptoms I had um, was experiencing too. You know that sometimes this you know type of diet, this this particular whole foods diet, would be helpful. And so I started to open my eyes a bit more towards um, functional medicine and integrative medicine. But meanwhile, I'm working a, a lots of hours. My out-of-town mother was chronically ill. So for five years, there was a lot of back and forth with a two-hour commute both ways. You know, lived off coffee. I, I for sure had adrenal burnout. And, and then I finally, you know, found a, a functional medicine doctor. I went through a few of them who turned over the right rocks and identified Lyme disease in me. Um, Hashimoto's thyroiditis, which is the autoimmune component of hypothyroidism, and um, also that I had genetic detox issues and a very, very high burden of heavy metals in my body, so that I couldn't get rid of like a regular person because of my genetics. So at least now we had a target, but that was many years later. And um, before all that, I tried naturopaths, chiropractor, acupuncture, supplements, and and then I, my main symptom was fatigue, but I also had digestive issues, um, brain fog. I gained 30 pounds, probably more than that because I'd stopped weighing myself and um, body-wide joint pain. Um, you know, it just went on and on. So I was trying to supplement my way out of the situation. And I still tried to do that even when I was first diagnosed because I was just so tired. And yeah, um, yeah and transformation takes time. You know, it takes time and, and um, effort. And then meanwhile, I'm going into a really dark place mentally. You know, I just like, why bother living? It was very dark and depressing. It was just, you know, just a terrible time. And this went on for over 15 years, you know, all said and done. So um, doctors were starting to prescribe me to go um, to go to counseling and things like that, which I actually already was. And, and I'm a big fan of counseling. I'm all for it. But I knew there was a physical component, like deep down. I know that it wasn't yeah. just... Or I would be told, well, we're all getting older. We're all just tired. I'm like, no, this is different. Like, I don't have kids to run after, you know? Like yes, you I, knew your body yeah, was telling it, you. So when yeah. did this start occurring? Is that like, was that the first symptom that you noticeably noticed that something was off because you just didn't have any energy? Was yeah, that the that first was, symptom? Yes, that was my very first symptom. And then what followed after that was the uh, having troubles with my menstrual cycle, which I never had any issues with at all before. Um, you know, it was always very good. And so between that and the underlying issues was the undiagnosed thyroid condition and the, um, you know, the Lyme disease and the, and also the autoimmune component with the thyroid. So, you know, I really, I needed, uh, my body really needed some really good quality amino acids and complete proteins and things like that. And I just wasn't capturing that, you know, on a diet I was following either. And I know that diet can work wonders for a lot of people, but it, it just wasn't working for me. I did give it a go. And I actually ended up with osteopenia as well in my early 40s. So, you know, which is pretty frightening as well when, you know, it's just like, you know, I was just literally falling apart and, and dying, you know, inside. And it was just a slow, a slow decline. And uh, so, of course, I got depressed, you know, along with that for the ride. Yeah, yeah. naturally. Now, when you started to go down this path, was it? you were trying to figure out and, and trying to fix it. Like what was going through your mind? Is that kind of what you were doing of like, something's off. I need to figure out what it is. So then you went down the rabbit hole of mm -hmm. trying to figure it out. And then, yeah. and then essentially that's what led to the hysterectomy. That's what led to 
you finally getting in connection to the functional medicine doctor? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's, that's right. And before I reached the functional medicine doctors, I did try chiropractors and naturopaths and they would give me detox protocols, but I don't detox like a normal person, you know, back to that. And so those are actually stirring the pot, if you will, inside me, like they, they were actually making me feel worse, which a lot of times they say with detox programs, you'll feel worse, but I was like way worse, <laughs> you know? So, yeah. and uh, yeah. And so, it's just, and I was very compliant with it all. Um, so I just, I did thankfully something inside just said, keep digging in and, um, you know, some hope. And that, like I said, my first step into going into the great unknown with all that and that rabbit hole was that nutrition event that I went to, you know, that was the beginning of saying, Hey, let's, you know, open my eyes a bit more with this, but it, it's hard because with Google and the internet, you find out there's so many conflicting things out there and you find out all the different, um, you know, modalities that are available and, um, nothing just seemed to be working, but, I do, um, you know, and I did go through, it took me three functional medicine doctors. It's not that the other two did anything wrong. They just weren't turning over all the right rocks. And then some tests show up negative, but they're really positive. So you have that whole thing. So, um, so I'm very grateful to figure it out, the, have that identified, but that was just half the half of my solution. The other half was doing my part on my own, the day-to-day things, the lifestyle, sleep, stress management, um, that, you know, what I'm eating at home, I was I'm still trying to supplement my way out of everything. And you just can't do that. And we're all very different too. You know, you need your own customized approach. Right. And, the, and then the movement and mindset pieces were just as important as the nutrition on my plate and sleeping at night. Um, the mindset piece was huge. And uh, part of my coaching involves mindset, lifestyle, nutrition, it involves all four pillars and movement on purpose for that. And there's many clients where we have they come to see me for losing weight, but we're so busy with the mindset pieces because especially menopausal women and postmenopausal, that stress isn't dialed in that and the hormones are so imbalanced. And that was part of my issue too, hence why the hysterectomy imbalanced hormones, you know, you can get very far. And um, and then women a lot of times they try to starve themselves, and that's what I was trying to do. I did go on those weight loss programs too in the middle of all of that, and um, it's some popular ones, and I did lose weight. But I did, I was still on two blood pressure medicines, which by the way, I'm not anymore. I was still tired all the time, still had body weight joint pain, but I could fit in smaller jeans, you know? So I guess that, that, that does feel good. But the moment I got off both of those plans, the two different times I gained the weight right back. It wasn't healthy that, um, one of them involved a lot of soy protein isolate, which is a processed food, which is very tough for, you know, on the thyroid. So it actually made me worse, you know, with that, um, with my underlying illnesses, so yeah, it was just, um, so my heart really goes out to the women who are going through life changes with the perimenopause and menopause, because it is tough, you know, to, you know, go through all that with all the stresses and things like that. And then having conventional medicine, you know, um, they only go so far. I'm not saying they're wrong or they're bad, yeah. but they, they just didn't turn over enough rocks, you know, for sure. So, um, and what we do on our own, those small steps that we take on the daily the consistency over time is so much better than anything else. Like those small things that you do on the daily. Um, definitely those are consistency for the win is definitely my approach for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that <laughs> so oftentimes everybody just wants a quick fix and, yeah. and it's normal, I think to want a quick fix to a certain mm-hmm. degree, because 
I think people wait so long to actually commit to figuring out what's going on or, Mm -hmm. you know, commit to solving their issue, but they've been dealing with it well before they ever commit, well before they ever meet people like you and I. And that's when they're like, oh, I just want to make these changes ASAP because Mm -hmm. they've been in their own mind. Like, I don't know if I should. Maybe it's all in my head. Exactly what the doctors were kind of telling you, like, oh, you're just getting older, get Mm -hmm. some more sleep, you know, make some different lifestyle changes and it's all going to get better. And, and oftentimes, especially when you're in burnout, we Mm -hmm. often tend to be very inconsistent Mm -hmm. in whatever it is that we're doing because we're so focused on the the work piece and yeah. you're so tired from it that it's kind of natural not to be as consistent as mm-hmm. you would like, especially when it comes to your health. You and I've talked about the burnout before. Were you working a lot of hours mm-hmm. before you started to experience this? And And if yeah. so, like how long would you have to say that you were kind of living that workaholic lifestyle before these symptoms started to show up in your life. Yeah, that's the working, you know, I worked at the same company for over 23 years and um, the, and it just kept growing. The company kept growing and more and more responsibility was putting on me. And I grew with the company too, which is great, but I didn't have any boundaries. So I was already working a lot of hours and it wasn't seasonal. It was all the time. You know, if I had vacation days, I made up for them on the weekend or on other days. Like I really had no vacation literally for, you know, 15 years, um, at oh least the 23. Yeah. So before I got in the fatigue and all that, I was starting to work a lot of hours, you know, there was a, you know, where it was all the time. So it made in that light, it, I could see where the doctors would say, yeah, it makes sense. You're tired. You're working too much. You know, I get that. Um, so that's why I don't know if the overwork triggered it, triggered the illnesses to, you know, get out of dormancy or, or, you know, what it was kind of chicken of chicken and the egg, but it did start off with working a lot first. And, um, just to fast forward towards the end of my, um, employment with the corporate job, the, um, I, I did see a life coach actually, and she helped me to put some boundaries on at work which I was able to do for the last couple of years, you know, right. You know, to help me, you know, say what I needed to say, you know, um, say no when appropriate things like that. However, I was so sick by then, you know, and that's why it's a big passion for women who are, you know, overworked and, and ill and things like that, because um, I needed to take care of that. And what happened was what prompted me to, you know, go ahead and, and resign finally was that I was already on two blood pressure medicines and I was about to be placed on the third one because my blood pressure was out of control. And I, um, I have an aneurysm that grew and I know a lot of people have aneurysms and they end up dying of something else. So they, you know, they have them, but once you know, you have one, you have to pay attention to it. So with, with that, I had to make sure my blood pressure was, you know, not in low, you know, elevated really. And so I thought that was the, you know, my God moment, you know, the, Oh yeah. And at that same time, one of my siblings that I'm close with said, you can't afford not to quit. You know, so between the two things that they literally happen within this, like two weeks of each other, I think like really close. And that just got my attention. And I thought I, I need to do this. Like, I, I just, I, yeah. I can't, you know, and, and it's, 
you know, I just needed to tend to, you know, my needs. And we were about to, we were, the company I worked for got bought out. And so I was actually about to get a promoted position and um, it wasn't signed off on yet, but that was another good timing. It's like, before I even get all involved in that, um, because now I'm really ill and tired. So like any boundaries I place, I'm weak now. Like I'm not going to be so strong-minded back to the mindset piece. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, which is really important. And I would, you know, I, would, I could see myself just diving right into all of that. And, um, you know, once again, trying to prove myself new boss, all this and that. And it was, um, it was a, just a very well-timed decision for me, you know, for sure at that time. Yeah. Now, had you been thinking about leaving corporate for a little bit, you know, he, like, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden that news was, this is, this is the moment that the, uh, the moment of clarity that you needed in order yeah. to make the decision to say, I've got to take care of yeah. myself. Yeah. I thought about it and, you know, leaving before and I just didn't, because it's just like, no, no, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to, it's back to, you know, that strong people pleasing thing. No, I don't want to, you know, upset my boss. I feel, you know, um, this is a good job. It's got good benefits, all this, but you know, a little side note, the benefits are no good. If you're, if you're dead, <laughs> you know, really seriously, you know, they're, they're no good, you know? So, Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. I talk a lot about that in my podcast too, because when I was in human resources, I would manage leave. It's, it's crazy because I remember the beginning of my career seeing people, there just wasn't as much cancer as there is now. Mm-hmm. And I remember from the beginning of my career to the end of my career, there were so many people coming down with getting diagnosed with cancer mm-hmm. and they all had the workaholism, mm-hmm. you know, that was kind of at the front and center. And I remember just being so devastated yeah. for them. And then, mm-hmm. you know, because when you're managing leave with someone, you're really, you're connecting with them continuously, making sure everything's okay, making yeah. sure they have everything that they need from the company and so forth. And I know that um, people think, oh, well, it can't happen to me. Mm-hmm. And the reality is that it can. Yeah. And it's so that's why it's so important to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that was good timing that, yeah. that, that, you know, I mean, of course, no one ever wants to hear that news, but mm-hmm. it sounded like it gave you the clarity. And after you made that decision, like, how did you feel after you made that decision? Did you feel like this was the this was the perfect timing for me to get out. Yeah, I, I, I was, I was definitely, I'll admit I was fearful, but I had a piece, like if that makes sense, yeah. you know, um, I still had an underlying piece, like it's good, like, this is good. You're doing the right thing, you know, for sure. And, um, you know, and at that time I was still having, I had so much like body wide joint pain. I remember thinking, well, I'll be home now. And I am married and I, my husband was working. So um, things like, cutting the lawn. It would take me all day, sometimes two days to do it because I would have to take so many breaks, you know, to do it and things like that. But I just knew like, it was just a peaceful. Like, so I was, um, I got to, you know, really do some self-reflection and take care of myself and, um, and just, you know, feel at peace with it, that it'll be okay. Because it was always like, well, gosh, you know, with all the illnesses that I had and things, and I was always going to the doctors, it's like, I can't be without insurance. And, uh, you know, and, um, and then, Sure, I went on my husband's, but then he was always worried about losing his job because this new company was starting to, you know, lay off people. Um, and this is before COVID, so that had nothing to do with it. It was just because they were, you know, a new company and they were coming yeah. in and doing their thing, which I, I get. 
So there was a lot of uncertainty with that. But even though we had uncertainty with his job, we both worked at the same place. Um, so I needed to add that in. Um, but oh. the, yeah, so we, you know, so that's, we, we both worked there. And he, um, you know, we didn't know about the, the security of his position either. Things were going in all different ways. But there was still, regardless of that, there was still just this piece. I thought, you know, I have to dip into savings. If I have to use a credit card, you know, this is what I need to do. Back to what uh, my sister had said to me, you know, you can't afford not to. And then also just having that moment, I, you know, with, where I needed a third blood pressure medicine. And I'm just like, I can't do it. And that's another thing, blood pressure medicine, some of them make you tired and overweight. And I was both, you know, so yeah, it, you know, so I'm, I'm like, I definitely don't want to, I just didn't want anything to happen to my aneurysm and then it already grown yeah. a little bit and you can't ungrow those. So, you know, preventing the growth is the key with those. And um, yeah, so it was, it was a, a peaceful decision and, um, but it, it was very hard with my, with, with my boss, you know, to do that too. I had the same boss that whole time, the same a superior and uh, she would, she was, um, you know, it was, it was tough. It wasn't a very welcome news for her at first, but she understood it. You know, we, we got through it, and yeah. whatnot, but it was, it was, as I had suspected, it would be, you know, a, a tough initial transition. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. 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 I know how that is. I remember leaving one of my jobs when I was the most burnt out and, my boss was so mad that I was leaving too. Like, why are you doing this? Like, I, I can't continue to, you know, put my, my mind and my body through this. I just can't do it anymore. I have to move on so that, so that I can get my mental health back. That's what I have to do. So it's interesting, um, that, that transition piece and, and how people react, but I'm glad that she overall, um, she came to her senses yeah. and realized that that was, was, you know, it was best for your well being. So, walk me through what did you do next after you left? What was, you know, what did you focus on? Because it sounds like mm-hmm. you, you know, you had this journey uh, not only with your physical health, but mm-hmm. the the mental side effects from yeah. everything that you were going through. And I know. When you're working a lot and when you're managing a lot in, especially in your personal life with your health, you know, there's a lot of different facets going on there and you don't have a whole lot of time to process everything that's going on and and how you actually feel about things. Like, so walk me through, you know, how did you into the direction that you're in today? Yeah, it's really interesting because before I left the corporate job, I did get the diagnoses, you know, the proper diagnoses, but mm-hmm. I wasn't doing my part. And it's amazing how much stress will still take over. You know, it impeded the, um, you know, the treatment, you know, it, it, the treatment wasn't going like it should in terms of making me feel better, you know, because all the stress, all that constant chronically elevated cortisol was in the way, you know, for sure. And I wasn't doing the life coaching at that time, which I should have been, you know, that kind of so- thing. Walk me, I don't mean to interrupt you, but what you say you weren't doing your part. Was it the working a lot? Was it just not eating right? Was it all of it? Not sleeping? Because I I think so so many times, you know, when you're stressed, naturally people will do things, myself included, we all do like things to distract ourselves, Mm -hmm. things to, or just justify, well, you know, this is okay because I have no other options here. So I'm going to eat what's in front of me or whatever, like walk me through some of those 
things that you realize later that you weren't yeah. doing your part. So it was getting in the way. Yeah. So I would stay up late at night, just, you know, um, watching like, you know, YouTube videos and whatnot on my iPhone, which is just the same as watching TV. Right. Even though I didn't have a TV in my bedroom. And so I, I was looking for those dopamine hits, you know, and mm-hmm. so while I was thinking it was relaxing, my body was just starved because my gut was so damaged. And that's a whole nother conversation. You know, once my gut got healed, my brain felt better, you know, my serotonin and dopamine, the neurotransmitters that are formed in your, in your gut, they actually start to, you know, um, work, you know, and yeah. Uh, yeah. So there was like a veil was lifted, but anyway, I was always looking for these dopamine hits either with food. Oh, and I was a total sugar addict. If I'd walk in Walmart to get something like, you know, dish soap, uh, all the bakery stuff's right there. I would buy the bakery things like, and eat them on the way home and throw away the package in the garbage can in the, in the garage. So nobody knew, you know, so I was hiding it. So I was a total sugar addict and there's, you know, physiological sugar cravings for sure. But I was really looking for that dopamine hit. I think I was so down and so tired. I just yeah. you know, was doing that. So between staying up late at night, between, you know, having that sugar, you know, when I knew better, you know, for sure with that, for sure, I wasn't doing really any mindset practice at all. Um, and that was really key. And I really wish I would have honed in on that. That's a big one with my clients for sure. You know, the mindset pieces because it helps you get through with your new eating plan and your exercise regime. There'll be bumps in the road. There's days you're not going to feel like doing it because maybe your illness took over. You just don't feel like it. You're tired. Something happened. So the mindsets, the mindset piece is just huge. And, um, and I didn't exercise at all, but to be fair, I had still had body wide joint pain. So, and then when I left the job, I still had a lot of these symptoms but they slowly dissipated. And then uh, I did get my coaching certi- certifications. I realized the power of what you could do is I was doing it. You know, when I got outside and got some fresh air and some, you know, um, sunshine, um, when, and when I started to participate in life again, I, I canceled everything with family members. I only did what I had to do for like, you know, my mother who's passed on since then. But, you know, back then I just did what I absolutely had to do. Showed up for, you know, weddings, funerals, you know, I made excuses so I started to force myself to participate in life somewhat as I started to feel better. And um, then I started to do my fitness journey started then, and I couldn't do anything at the gym hardly. I mean, I really, I needed a wall to help myself get back up. And I say that because um, I have cats. So anybody who has cats knows that you have litter boxes. So I would have to use the wall to, to help myself get up, you know, from, um, from taking care of them. And, um, and so at the gym, that was a really big move for me because I didn't want to go. I didn't want to end up on the ground and not be able to get up and how embarrassing would that be? But a a kind soul, (laughs) God sent me a beautiful friend who talked me into going to a group class of all things. And, um, it was a very welcoming environment. The culture was really, um, very nice, all different levels of fitness. And, and now, um, you know, now I'm in my own personal pull-up challenge, (laughs) you know? So it's like from someone who couldn't stand up and didn't use that's pretty awesome (laughs) pull-ups are pretty darn hard that shows that shows the that shows just how strong you really are (laughs) yeah well I'm using a band but to be fair but yeah it's it's come a long way yeah that's a long way yeah so it's um just gives it you know I can't believe where I'm at with it and I and I that you know when you're tired all the time and you have body weight joint pain the last thing you want to do is work out so I started you know when I quit the job it was little piecemeal things small steps you know over time and then when I learned to be kind and gentle with myself and give myself grace, and um, that was key, that was key. And I also didn't realize, like you said, you get so distracted when you're working, when you're, when you're just totally engrossed into that job, you know, day in and day out in that burnout, 
I didn't realize, you know, there was, um, you know, some confidence things I needed to work on. There was, um, you know, a lot of insecurities um, and it was all just obliterated out, you know, um, with that. Plus, not to mention, I was kind of drugging myself with the dopamine hits with the TV and, and all of that stuff and the food and the sugar. I mean, it was, you know, that sugar addiction was pretty bad, um, you know, for sure. So the um, and it would it, I almost feel like and there, of course, tons of you know gallons of coffee, you know, for sure, you know, in the mix on all of that, too. But as I, when I, when I was applying everything, when I was doing some meal prep, just to, so I'd have meals, so I wouldn't to worry about it. And I, I would do things like open up cans of organic green peas, just because I was too tired to prep vegetables. That's how tired I was. So, and they were organic and they were green. I'm like, okay, so we'll start here. So mm-hmm. um, I started with that, where I would just make some, you know, uh, some, you know, a bunch of chicken breasts on the grill and then freeze them all and then open up cans and be cans of peas. I mean, that's how, how it started for me. Um, now I love cooking, you know, making different things and exploring, you know, all the different, um, you know, recipes out there. But the, um, when I put the mindset pieces together, the sleep management, putting a, a boundary on going to bed and having what I call a screen curfew, you know, no screens for at least a half hour before. And I know that's tough. And a lot of my clients, they hate giving that up <laughs> for sure. That's a hard one for them. But when I started to do the mindset lifestyle, um, the nutrition and added in movement, it was like, that was when really all the magic happened, you know, combining all of that in small steps over time. So my, my physical transformation and mental transformation all in told took about three years, you know, all together. And I had a lot of benefits, a lot of things along the way come up, but, and I'm still, I'm still transforming. I mean, I think we all are. And, um, and sometimes my autoimmunity gets the best of me, you know, I'm human too. Sometimes I'll stay up late first few nights in a row and boy, do I know it. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, I do run into that and, um, yeah, and I definitely have my, my own coach to help me with <laughs> along those lines because it could be tough. There's things I need to avoid and all that, but when you feel great, um, when you get to that point, then it's not so hard Then that routine yeah. and discipline when it's, it becomes a habit, it's, it's a lot better. Yeah, absolutely. And then too, I think, you know, obviously you're reaping the benefits. So mm-hmm. it's hard to go back. It's like, you don't even want to necessarily mm-hmm. dive into going back to, you know, the, the things that potentially could cause you mm-hmm. not to feel well again, yeah. you know, because you know, you, you want to feel good. So yeah. The benefits yeah. far outweigh the the uh, temptation to go back to doing what you were doing before. Now, tell me a little bit. You said that the symptoms started to go away after you left your corporate job. Would you attribute that to the fact that you were working on your mindset as well as you were working on the your physical health? Yeah. When I added in the movement and the, um, the mindset pieces, because the nutrition part was the first part I went after and, um, back to, you know, making the chicken breast and opening up the cans of peas, you know, but the nutrition part was first. And, um, then as far as like stress management goes, the, um, doing some techniques like deep breathing practices and things like that, because at first I'll admit, I was a bit stressed out about not having the job and worried about my husband losing his and like, Oh, what do we do? You know, it's, and it's, you know, um, you know, you know, it was kind of turbulent times and, you know, and all that. And, um, yeah, it was, you know, a bit scary, but doing stress management things. But when I added in that mindset piece and the movement, you know, just getting, even though it was small movements at the gym, um, I was very careful because I still had some level of inflammation and, 
uh, I, I would injure easily. You know, I've had neck surgery. I've had the um, cortisone shots, all that stuff from this. So I was very careful. Uh, now I'm, you know, have just a real low level of inflammation. Um, so, you know, I can, I can tell because like, you know, things will flare up, my knees will hurt or something like that, you know, be it from the Lyme disease or the um, Hashimoto's, I'm not sure which, but anyway, I did, when I added in those two things, that's, you know, so it's lifestyle and nutrition, nutrition and lifestyle. Then I added in the mindset and the uh, movement and it really made a big difference. Just, it's like when you have all four of those things going on, for you, it just helps, it just helps solidify everything. And then if one of those pillars falls off a little bit, the other three kind of prop you up for a bit, like it'll get you through. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So tell me a little bit about when you're working with someone, do you introduce a little bit at a time? Um, like all of it at, at like yeah. the, the four pillars a little yeah. bit at a time, or do you do like one thing at a time? And Usually I don't do a lot all at once. It's just a little bit of time, generally speaking. And it depends on where the client is at. If, um, you know, I'd, I'd like to hit on, you know, a, one nutrition habit, you know, one movement, one lifestyle, one mindset, just so they have a little bit of everything to go on. But if it's once, you know, one client comes to mind right away that um, where we worked on mindset things for six weeks before we even touched nutrition. And, um, and then when we did nutrition, she was very ready and ready and able, like it was a matter of her not caring about herself and putting everyone else first. Frankly, she really didn't love herself, you know? So just, you know, give, I basically, you know, so we did a lot of mindset things, um, tapping, um, you know, deep breathing, gratitude, that stuff. And, uh, but when she was ready to do the nutrition part and she had to go on an autoimmune protocol, which is pretty tough. I had done that myself. It's an elimination reset diet. It's not meant to be forever. It's to reset things. Um, so you really do need to have, you know, uh, your mindset needs to be in it to win it on that. And so when she did it, she was fantastic and she had awesome results, but she, she had all that like mental baggage, you know, um, under control. And, and it was amazing to see that. And how important that was as much as I wanted to like give her meal plans and nutrition and get her going on it. It was just, it was just going to be too much. So I, I, I meet the client where they're at too. Like I asked her, are you, do you think you're ready now? If I think they should be ready by a certain time or could be ready, I should say not should, I don't like the word should too much, but yeah. um, you know, when they're, you know, trying to encourage her to see, you know, this is the time for you or let's give it a go or start with small pieces. And that's another thing too. Some people are more the rip the bandaid off approach, like give it all to me now even then you just, you know, want to take it, take things slowly where some are very much one thing at a time, you know, one thing at a time. And so my program is 12 weeks long and it's for that reason. It's because it takes time to get through all the difference to, you know, the small steps over time to build up into habits. Um, And then uh, some clients stay on for a while after that, just so it becomes part of their lifestyle or just depending on how much, you know, they need, you know, for sure. So um, everyone's different with that, but I do try to, as a rule, not pile on too much at first. <laughs> so yeah, no, that bit. makes sense. Yeah. Now, when it comes to the mindset, um, how do you gauge? Because as we talked about just a, a little bit ago, sometimes when our clients get to us, they've been dealing with these issues well before they ever get to us. And so they want to go from zero to 60, just give it to Mm -hmm. me all at once because I need to see a transformation. I need to see it now, but 
us as the coach, sometimes like we know you're not ready, just like you talked about with that client. How, mm-hmm. what are some of the things that you look for to, to gauge whether they're ready to yeah. uh, take on some of the, you know, different steps that need to be incorporated, you know, for them to see that transformation? And that, that's a really good question because if they've never done mindset things before, they could be the biggest skeptics. And so it's a very gentle approach. So on my intake form, actually, even before the intake form, I ask, do they have any mindset practices in place? And I give some examples like prayer, meditation, gratitude, um, you know, those kinds of things and, uh, you know, visualization and some say, you know, when they say none, you know, at all. And then if I'm in person or on a zoom and I can see like the, you can just see the eyes glaze over, like, you know, I don't want anything to do with that. You know, they're very much not into it at all. I'll start with something very gentle. Like um, if someone answers like that, you know, something gentle, like the three, you know, think of three things you're grateful for when you get up in the morning and ideally write them down on a, a scratch pad or post-it note and keep it visible throughout the day. And, um, and like, okay, fine. And they end up saying, gosh, I really like that little list, <laughs> you know, and, or, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, there's some that are skeptical about like the deep breathing, like, oh, come on, we breathe all day long, you know, like what's up with that. And um, someone had a, um, an interview coming up and she did the breathing technique before the interview and she said, it really helped. Like, it's like, she was surprised, <laughs> you know, she goes, it really did work, <laughs> you know? And so, um, but just, Usually the breathing practices, you know, for someone who hasn't done mindset practices before, even though breathing is necessarily mindset, but it grounds you and gets you in that parasympathetic state, which, you know, calms your mind. Um, yeah. you know, we'll start with that or the gratitude things, um, you know, very small. I won't d- deep dive into meditation or visualization or tapping um, unless they've had some experience with some mindset things before. And it's just their level of readiness, um, you know, for it and, and whether they're open or not. And, um, it's interesting that the, the people who are skeptical, it just, you know, when they, when they do put their foot in the door with it and it works for them, it just, it just, it's so wonderful because it, it opens up their whole world. Um, that said though, some yeah. things work well for some people and some don't, you know, it's sort of like breathing practices. There's so many out there. Right. And it's like chili, like everyone makes a difference. Some like, some like it one way, some like it another, even though it's all chili, you know, right? Um, it, it could be like that too. So that's part of the, my time with the client in my um, signature program, the 12 weeks, that's what I do. We figure out what, what's going to work best for them and what's manageable for them. A lot of these um, ladies that I work with don't have time. So everything's in these small bite-sized pieces. Again, what you do daily on the daily is going to have a big impact. I mean, if someone can just do a, a, an hour yoga on the weekend only, sure, you're going to get benefits and definitely do it. But if you could do maybe 10 minutes, five to 10 minutes of yoga every day, that might be that I'm a big fan of that because that consistency, you're grounding your body every, every day, you're giving it that gift of being in a parasympathetic state, which is healing, you know, and it's also balancing your cortisol, um, helps your immune system. I mean, the list goes on and on just from giving your body a little dose of that every day. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that approach. And I'm curious when, at what point in your journey, did you say, this is what I want to do now? I want to help people. I want to help people, you know, um, that were just like me. When did you come to that conclusion and how did you come to that? Oh gosh, that there's a few different approaches on this and the answer to that. Well, first of all, you know, I became a nurse in my twenties, an RN, 
and I worked in the clinic setting and I just, I didn't, I was, I didn't like it. It was really hard on my heart. And even though I wasn't into integrative and holistic things back then, I just felt like, you know, I was hanging antibiotic after antibiotic on, you know, people, I worked on a, on a telemetry and a, a cardiac floor, but they would, if they had other conditions like cancer and treatments, they would still come to our floor if they needed to be monitored, if the, you know, for their heart, yeah. if that was the bigger priority. And, um, and so I went into the administrative side of healthcare. So my RN was still, you know, valid and needed for, you know, what I, I worked in compliance in the corporate side for 23 years. So I always wanted to help people. I always had that desire to do it. And then when I got sick, um, I was, I, after I was getting so frustrated, I was in, and like I said, such a dark place with during a lot of those years, I don't want anyone else to suffer like that. So I thought I want to help as many women as I can eliminate or reduce suffering, not cure, you know, I'm not saying it does that, but just with some small, easy steps, eliminate suffering, help them lose weight, whatever they want to need to do to improve their health and not suffer as long as I did. And so it just, it ignited a passion in me when I felt better, like this can be done. If I can do it, you know, anybody can do it. And I did this as a um, post-menopausal, well, I was in menopause, so in my fifties, so I did this as a, you know, an older adult too, and in the fitness journey part, that's another, you know, thing I like to um, get into with the clients too, because you can get in shape, you know, even though you're, you know, um, we're all told you can't make muscle after 50. That's not true at all. Like, um, you know, I have some before and afters on my social media and people are just shocked, you know, and they're like, yeah, yeah. And I was never, I never did any of this. Believe me, I was fatigued for over 20 years. I, or almost 20 years. I didn't, you know, 15 to 20 years, I didn't do any kind of workouts or anything. So, but when you give the body and the mind what it needs, it's amazing what can happen and how happy someone can be, you know, when they put themselves first. Um, that's another thing too. If you don't put yourselves first, and this is very hard for moms, you know, for sure. But yeah. then you, you, you know, no, you know, when I get into the deep why with my clients to be, when we're having our first intake call, I want to get to their big why, not just, well, I just want to have more energy. Well, why? Well, a lot of it ends up being when we go through all the why questions, well, I don't want my kids to take care of me. And I want to be able to go to my grandchildren's weddings and, you know, things like that. And I don't, I just don't, I want to be as independent as possible for as long as possible you know, those kinds of things, it scares them to think about like their children taking care of them or never seeing, or the younger people never seeing grandchildren, you know, and things like that. And so, um, yeah, that's really important too. So I just wanted to address that too. We get definitely get into the why, because life is so good. And if you need to, if you take care of yourself, then you can take care of others, you know, at a, at the 150% level, but if you don't put yourself first and it's not selfish, it's self-care. And I know that's an old saying that's been tossed around a lot, but it's so true you know, self-care um, self is not selfish, you know, at all. If anything, it's a act of love towards your loved ones, because then they won't get, you know, I mean, I know my, in my personal experience, my mother was very independent. She couldn't stand it that we took care of her. I mean, it was very hard for her. And that's what every mom does not want. <laughs> so, right. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So it goes beyond wanting to lose 20 pounds, you know, it's really, yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. that. You, you really uh, address the big why, which I know helps so much with the mindset and helps yeah. bring them back to, you know, what do I want long-term? I want to be around for my grandkids, yeah. you know? And, yeah. and that, 
Yeah, that helps us definitely when the motivation wears out too, because motivation is like the twigs on a, on a campfire. It burns out, like motivation goes away pretty quickly. It's great. It gets you up off the couch, gets you going. You yeah. Know, but, but when you remember your why and, and coupling that with some mindset practices, it, that, that helps get through those potholes in the road that do come up. It, come, it comes up for everybody. You know, for Absolutely. Sure. And yeah. I think that, you know, everyone wants to avoid them as best as possible, but life is not perfect. We are uh, perfectly imperfect essentially, and and it is going to come up. So having those tools in the tool belt in order to help you through that so that you can continue on and be consistent and, and versus just, I'm getting frustrated. I'm going to quit. And it sounds like your program encompasses all of that so that you know, they don't, they have the sustainability to get them through the ups and downs. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And I just need to point out, I love what you said about life being perfectly imperfect. <laughs> that just says it all. <laughs> so I love that. Yes. It is. And I, I think, you know, I know that for myself, that I think we've all at, at some point had this mindset of like, why can't it just be easier? And, and then once we get through you know, some of our hardships, and I'm sure you can relate, it all makes sense because there's a learning experience. There's this aha. Oh, well, wow. That's why this happens. You know, nobody wants to go through the hardships of life, but ultimately they prepare us for what we have next in life. And so they do serve their purpose and it's not fun going through them at the time, but <laughs> without them, we wouldn't be equipped to, to move on and help others like we yes. do now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If I didn't go, you know, if you didn't go through burnout and I didn't, you know, we, you know, you know now we can help so many people, you know, and there's nothing better than that. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. It's so yeah. fulfilling, right? <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah. So I'm, this has been so helpful and I know that you know, ultimately that the, what I love about your story is that you went from having really no idea what was going on to having the persistence in in figuring it out. And then, you know, through your struggle and through your overcoming and to the place that you're at, now you get to help people do the same. And I think that's the beauty of it, of if you can do it, they can do it. And that's how I feel when it comes to burnout. If, if I can do that, if I can overcome burnout, Mm -hmm. you know, you can too. So, and that's so awesome. So before we go, we're, uh, do you have any last words for the audience? Yeah, just, you know, I just want to say, you know, there's always hope and it's never too late and you are worth it. 100%. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And it is, it is never too late, my Mm -hmm. friends. That is Mm -hmm. so well said. Now, before we leave, I want to talk to you a little bit about, you have a seven day paleo meal plan. Can you tell us about that and how the Mm -hmm. audience can go and grab that? Yeah, absolutely. It's a a meal plan based on uh, paleo principles, which um, I'm a big fan on and no, not all my clients follow the paleo (laughs) plan, but it's a nice clean plan that introduces you to some whole foods. It eliminates some triggering foods that can cause, you know, fatigue and inflammation and things like that. 
So I'm a big fan of it, you know, as a template, you know, um, for it. So it's blood sugar balancing, it's nutrient dense, it's anti-inflammatory. And so what I like about it, you know, when a lot of people say, well, what on earth do you eat when X, Y, Z are removed? It's like, it opens up the world. Like, no, see, there's all kinds of beautiful food you can eat, you know, for sure. So and if um, somebody would like to have that, they can just go to my website, dailywellnessforyou.com and um, hit the, the connect part and just put, you know, meal plan in the subject line. And I would be happy to get that to them. Yes. Awesome. Well, I'll make sure that in the show notes that we have this information so that everybody can go and grab it. And I love that, that you just said that, that you know, what we're putting into our bodies, it doesn't have to be things that we don't like, or like, I'm just going to have chicken and broccoli every, every, for every single meal. There's a lot of options out there Mm -hmm. and I'm excited to go and grab this for myself. Cause I was, I was telling you, I'm in the process of trying to get my physical health into a better place. So I'm really excited to take advantage of this as well. Awesome. That's wonderful. And it's like, it doesn't hurt to try, right? Just explore, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so sure. true. And mm-hmm. obviously it's had amazing results for you. So I'm mm-hmm. really excited to look it over and I appreciate you offering this free resource and appreciate you sharing your story. And it's so inspirational. And I know that it's going to motivate everyone, you know, to, not give up and to dig into whatever is going on. And maybe, you know, you're the perfect coach for them to kind of figure that out. So I appreciate your time today, Barbara, and I appreciate everyone for listening and we'll talk soon. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the burnout to bless podcast. I hope that you found value in today's episode and I pray that you will make the commitment to take back control of your life and that God will give you the courage to move forward to live the life that you were meant to live. If this episode at all inspired you, please do me a huge favor and subscribe to the Burnout to Bless podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcast and leave me a review. By subscribing, you'll be the first to be notified when new episodes air and by leaving a review, you'll help this podcast get noticed and hopefully change someone's life. If you're ready to take the next step to overcome burnout and live the life of your dreams, email me at coachinginfo at burnout, B-U-R-N-O-U-T, the number two, blessed.com. Again, that's coachinginfo at burnout, the number two, blessed.com to learn more about my customized coaching programs. Now remember, Rome was not built in a day. All you need to do is take it one step at a time, my friends. And I promise you, you will get to your destination. Until next time.